Hello and welcome back to Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview, lesson number 32. Number 32. For those using the outline, we will be starting about halfway down page 1 at point 2. But before we begin, let us remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. Before we get started today, uh, talking about Abram and Melchizedek, I thought it was important that we add a little bit uh, and so we get some perspective on uh, who Melchizedek was. There are some pastors out there that teach Melchizedek was actually the Lord. We don't believe that's the case at all, uh, but he was a great prophet. And what clears it up uh, for us is, first, Melchizedek was there during a time long before Christ was born. And then there is the covenant between Abram and Christ and how it had nothing to do with Melchizedek and how it was in a unilateral agreement, meaning that it was just the Lord uh, giving it to Abram without Abram having to do anything, okay? It was a one-sided agreement. During the period, there was three normal ways or typical ways to form an agreement or an accord. Uh, and they were with the cutting of the hand or finger and mixing the blood. Uh, they were mixing of salt, you know, one another's salt. And then the third was uh, sacrifices uh, that would be laid out and really dismembered and the two would walk hand in hand through the sacrifice, and that would form the bond. But skipping forward so we can look at some verses to help us better understand, uh, you go on to chapter 15, and you look at chapter 15, verse 6, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur, and the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, being Abram, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And then when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. All right. So now we have the sacrificial bond we're going to have. And so that Abram thinks that he and the Lord are making an agreement, and they will walk through uh, this sacrifice to solidify this agreement. But what Abram fails to understand uh, is this is not an agreement. This is a unilateral gift, uh, and the Lord doesn't need Abram, and certainly not Melchizedek, because it's got nothing to do with him. So if, if Melchizedek was Christ, 
that Abram could do this with him. Uh, but this has nothing to do with Melchizedek because he was a great prophet, uh, but he was not Christ. And we will be looking at that further, but it, I don't want to provide that context because, like I said, you have preachers in the pulpit that are preaching that Melchizedek was Christ, and that's just not the case. Now we come to the part of the the sacrifice where the Lord and Melchizedek would walked hand in hand through the sacrifice. But here's what happened. Genesis chapter 15, verse 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and, lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them, and they shall inflict them for four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to the fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in good old age. So, as Christ made the walk through the sacrifices, Abram was snoozing. He was asleep, because... To the earlier point, this is a unilateral gift or covenant. It's got nothing to do uh, with anything done by Abraham or anything to do with Melchizedek. But let's continue on with the lesson. Old Testament overview, lesson number 32, point two. The doctrine of Melchizedek. 2.1. Genesis chapter 14 verse 18 is the first mention of one of the greatest characters of the Old Testament. 2.2. In reading your Old Testament through, you will soon pass by this figure who fills but three verses jointly with Abram. Genesis 14.18 reads, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out wine and bread. He was a priest of God Most High. Verses 19 and 20. And he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hands. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. 2.3. Melchizedek is not mentioned again in the Old Testament until Psalms chapter 110 verse 4 in the context of Christ's second advent. Psalms chapter 110 verse 1 through 5. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of of Melchizedek. 
The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. 2.4 But the writer of the book of Hebrews devotes several chapters concerning Melchizedek and his role in the plan of God. His name means King of Righteousness. He was a type of Christ seen welcoming a Abram after his military victory and rescue of Lot. 2.5 Salem versus Sodom Genesis chapter 14 verse 21 through 24 The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me to Anur, Esco, and Mamre. Let them have their share. 2.6. Very interestingly, Abram acknowledged his dependence upon the king of Salem, but declared his independence of the king of Sodom. 2.61. The exact site of Sodom is not certain, but most scholars favor a locality around the south end of the Dead Sea. Further confirmation of this location is supplied by the pilgrimage and burial site Babed Dara, located some, five to ten miles northeast of the area of Sodom and Gomorrah. Its destruction, circa 2000 to 1900 B.C., coincides with biblical data for the time of Sodom's catastrophe. 2.62. The ruins of the cities of the plain, which would include Sodom and Gomorrah, may have been covered over with water from the Dead Sea after the cataclysmic upheaval. According to Josephus, in this day the top of Zor, one of the cities of the plain, as in Genesis 13 verse 10, and 14 verse 2, was still visible at the south end. Genesis chapter 13 verse 10 and 11 read, And Lot lifted up his eyes, and beheld all the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Genesis 14.2 through 14.11 That these made war with Bera king of Sodom, and with Bersha king of Gomorrah, Shinab king of Adma, and Shemeber king of Zeboim and the king of Bela, which is Zor. All these were joined together in the vale of Sidom, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Shadolamer, 
And in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Shadorlamer, and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephims in Ashtaroth, Carnium, and the Zuzims in Ham, and the Emims in Shave Kirathim, and the Horites in their Mount Seir, upon El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to En Mishpat, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that dwell in Hazenor Tamar. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Admah, and the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the name is Zor. And they joined battle with them in the vale of Sidim, with with Cato-Lamer, the king of Elam, with title kings of nations, and Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elasar, four kings with five. And the vale of Sidim was full of slime pits, and the kings of Saddam and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountain. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. 2.7 Abram knew the king of Sodom was inferior to the king of Salem and refused to be beholden to him. 2.8 Before the king of Salem, Abram was humble and deferential. Before the king of Sodom, he was firm and uncompromising. Spiritual insight, it would seem, made him aware of a difference between these two men. 2.81 The king of Salem stood for God. The king of Sodom stood for the lust of the flesh. Abram knew Melchizedek was a prophet of God and that the king of Sodom was an unbeliever. 2.82 Melchizedek, the Jebusite king of Salem, was another example of a Gentile having been given a revelation from God. Melchizedek, like the Pharaoh, recently visited by Abram, knew God and in the case of Melchizedek is called a priest of God. Genesis 14:18 Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God most high. 2.9 The king of Salem is the second of Melchizedek's titles. He is the perfect type of the priesthood of Christ. Psalms chapter 110 verse 4 through 7. He comes from somewhere, disappears into somewhere, and purposely, God does not record his ancestry or his posterity. Hebrews 7, verses 3 through 6. So, Psalms chapter 110, verse 4 through 7, read, The Lord hath sworn, and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at the right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. 
He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 2 through 6. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descendant, having neither beginning or days, nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham, and blessed him that had the promises. And that's the end of Lesson 32 of the Old Testament Overview. Enjoyed being with you. Look forward to our next lesson. If there's anyone without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. So long.